0: The Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That means free flow, freedom. Amen. Free, there's nothing hindering. There's nothing you've done that's offended God where He won't heal you. He already decided 2,000 years ago by, by sending Jesus to His assignment that healing belonged to you. Amen. I don't know what I'm on that for so strong, but I'm just following the Lord today. Amen. And I feel like that there's healing needs here today. And so you just receive. Amen. Yes. Praise God. It belongs to you. Yes. Say, well, I think I said a little something or did a little something or thought a little something. Listen, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. So if he died, if he did the, the whole thing, the big redemptive act of love while we were still sinners, what would he do now that we're saints? Amen. And believers. And the healing belongs to us. Ought not this woman, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these eighteen years, be healed this day, on this Sabbath day? And and so that woman was healed. The woman that was bowed over for eight for eighteen years in Luke thirteen, she was healed um, uh, by just being a daughter of Abraham. Well, if you can get a healing that dramatic. From being a daughter of Abraham, what would it give you to be a daughter of the son of the living God? Amen. Or son of, of son of God, jo- heirs of God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Praise God. So we have to sometimes, uh, uh, I'm not going to preach this, but a good message would be take the limits off of God for God's sakes. Amen. <laughs> Woo! You might just shout and hoot and holler. Praise the Lord. Turn to Proverbs 20, That's going to be our key text. Uh, amen. And I'm teaching today this simple message, following the Holy Spirit. Following the Holy Spirit. And uh, I'm going to tell you, if you can learn to follow the Holy Spirit, that, you know, I'm not going to give you 17 ways to follow the Holy Spirit, but I will, <laughs> but I will g- just give you some, some ideas, amen, some things from the word, some direction, and some, some testimony as well. Uh One fr- friend of mine, minister, uh, whom some of you know uh, about him, his name is Keith Moore, uh, you know years ago uh, Brother Keith and Patsy uh, Bierman Caminetti, and myself we did ten Holy Ghost meetings, five in Tulsa and five in uh los angeles and uh, they were just uh, amazing meetings and and just learning how to flow with the Holy Spirit. We actually started those meetings by saying. We're going to go in there with no agenda whatsoever other than just flow with the Spirit. So if that means we're just going to pray, we'll pray. If that means we're just going to sing and worship, that's what we'll do. We don't have to have a sermon or sermonette. Amen. We're going to just do whatever the Lord leads. And boy, those were some of the most powerful meetings. Somebody posted something on Facebook about it this week, and it kind of reminded me of how great they were. But anyway, Brother Keith said one time at a, At one of the Copeland events, he said, the trouble with faith people, now this, this was, this was, got, you know, all of our attention because we don't think we have any trouble. We're faith people. (laughs) But he said, the trouble with faith people is that they'll doggedly, now listen to this. This is important. They'll doggedly stand on the word and follow the word without following also at the same time the Holy Spirit. So see, you know, you can be claiming something by faith that you have scripture that belongs to you. I'm not talking so much about healing, but I am talking about financial things or uh, vocational choices, where we're going to move, where we're going to live, where we're go- what we're going to do, and uh, you know, are claiming uh, that your business succeeds. Well, what if God's got something better for you than that business? What if god 's got something beyond that greater? you see what I 'm saying, so he said, well, word people they 'll just stand on the Word and refuse to change anything, refuse to do anything different, refuse to maybe go where the spirit's leading them in a different direction than they 've thought of and uh, and miss God. See, so you know what that He said, you can miss God. Standing doggedly on the Word when the Spirit's trying to lead you a little different direction. That doesn't mean that Word doesn't belong to you. That doesn't mean that that Scripture, all Scripture belongs to us. Praise the Lord. But we need to rightly divide the Word of Truth. And we need to skillfully use our sword uh, depending on, you know, the circumstances and the events. And where we're at in life. And our ages and stages and all those things. Amen. So... Yes, number one, we have to be people of the Word. Because how do you judge when the Spirit's leading you if it's the right Spirit? The only way to judge, you can't go by how you feel. You can only go by the Word, so the Lord's leading you. It's, it's important to like slow down, catch your breath, yes. Yes. amen, and be circumspect and sober about the things of God and the things of life. And so, you know, we, we have this idea in charismatic land that if we have to, everything has to be just rushed through and grabbed and taken. And there's a time for that, but there's also a time to just slow down a little bit, search the scriptures, pray to the Lord, ask for direction, ask for guidance. Amen and be led by the Spirit, which is what we're preaching on today, be led by the Spirit into where the, the decisions that you need to make. Amen? If you'll do that, you'll, you'll make less mistakes. Amen? And, uh, of course, nobody here has ever made a mistake. We're talking about other people that are watching on the Internet <laughs> that aren't here. But... Uh, nobody likes to admit they've made a mistake but sometimes we need to admit (laughs) if you don't want to say I made a mistake at least you can say I'm not sure I listened to God on that one amen but I'll tell you the Lord will never lead you astray he leads you think of his leading from Psalm 23 he leads you beside still waters you know and even if you're walking through a dark place, like the valley of the shadow of death, it says, I will fear no evil while going through that valley. Amen? Amen. Well, if you think you're such a word of faith giant that you're never going to go through a valley, you're crazier than you look. <sighs> Just to be honest. Because uh, the word of God never promises us a life without challenge. A life without difficulty, a life without something to overcome. You know, I've always said we love screaming about being overcomers until we have something to overcome, and then it was, "I don't know what I'm gonna do." You know, but <laughs> praise God! <laughs> I'm talking about me, not you. <laughs> I've, uh, I've. Nobody totally enjoys going through the dark valley, but if you can, if you will. <laughs> If you'll keep your eye on the shepherd and you'll keep following, he will lead you out of that place into a wealthy place. Wealthy meaning a place of supply and provision and blessing and all the answers that you need to, to overcome that. Amen. And so, yeah, we want to be people of the word. That's another message, you know, stand on the word, believe the word, uh, heed the word of God. Yes, amen, 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 a thousand times. The word comes first, but then there's also the spirit. Don't, don't become like, uh, so legalistic about the print on the page that you forget to listen to the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at a couple of scriptures on that. So it says here, the spirit of man. Now see, we talk a lot about the Holy Spirit and then we talk about the human spirit. And this is talking about the human spirit. Notice it doesn't say the spirit of the Holy Spirit or Or the Spirit of God. It doesn't say the Spirit of God is the candle of the Lord. It says the Spirit of man is. Pay attention to that. So your spirit man is automatically piped in to the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, that's a comfort to me. Amen. That on board, inside of me, I have the voice of God. I don't have to try to get it. I don't have to work it up at the altar. Blow snot all over the front. Hallelujah. I can tell you that I can hear God's voice on the inside because my spirit man, if I'll shut out everything else, will, will speak as the oracles of God to me. It's going to agree with heaven. It's going to agree with God. It's going to agree with Jesus. It's going to agree with the Bible praise god don't everybody shout at once we don't want any wildfire in here that would be terrible the spirit of man <laughs> is the candle of the lord no or the flashlight if that helps you to understand it better you ever gotten up in the night and you needed a flashlight or maybe the power went out and uh power went out weekly in oklahoma with all the storms and stuff, especially in the spring and summer. Uh, but sometimes you need to get up and check things. So you need a light. And uh, light, uh, you could do a whole series for a year on the word light from the Bible, the light and the glory of God. God does not want us tooling around <laughs> and toiling around in the darkness. You don't have to be in darkness about your health and about your finances and about your kids and your grandkids and your business. The Holy Spirit will shine a light on it. And you'll know it on the inside. I'll tell you a story in a minute. Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly Meaning the soul, the spirit, everything, this flashlight will search it out. Have you ever kind of spelunkered through something? We had, we went and bought some furniture many years ago and some art and things and, uh, the lady was a interior decorator and all the stuff that she had done for show, for her, uh, the home, you know, like decorator show home type thing, you know, she had put in this Room in a basement with no lighting whatsoever. You didn't know if he was going to see a mouse or what, you know. But, uh, we had to get a flashlight and go spelunkering. And when we did, you, you found some nice treasures and she said we could buy those at cost, which is what we did. But the point is, is that you could, if you'd have gone in there in the darkness, you would have probably stumbled, broken something, maybe hurt yourself, you know, maybe encountered, uh, something unpleasant. But praise God, you get the light on it. So the spirit, your spirit man, is the flashlight of the Lord. You need to pay attention to that. Now, uh, Brother Hagin used to tell some interesting stories about this. He loved to preach on this. I don't know if any of you remember, but Brother Hagin preached on this a lot and about following your spirit. He said the Lord told him, if you... Well, learn to listen to your spirit. I'll make you a rich man. And he said, now when he said that, people got the wrong impression that he was some kind of money monger or whatever, you know, and they would, they love to accuse anybody that looks like they're not broke and you're a preacher. They get mad about it, but, uh, because they, they like preachers to look broke and pathetic and say, aren't they humble? Uh, one time there was this preacher preaching at my dad's church uh, years ago and and my mother noticed that he had a hole in his suit like like you know in the in the suit jacket there was this big hole and uh my my mother said to him she said we need to take you to the department store tomorrow and get you a new suit and he said no 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 don't take this away from me that if i if i lose that people won't think i'm humble I actually found out the guy was quite well off now let, let me tell you that stuff is demonic It's wrong. It has nothing to do with the condition of someone's heart. And so, you know, you get off into that and I'm, you're, you're just in left field. You're not, you're not anywhere near scripture. Hallelujah. Thank God we sing that we have a God of abundance. Jesus didn't say, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly unless you're a pastor and then you have to bump along. That is not in the Bible. And uh, somebody said something to me one time. I said, look, I never took a vow of poverty. I'm not Catholic. And I didn't join the priesthood. So praise the Lord. Deal with it. Brother Hagin said that on the uh, part about being rich, he said that the Lord, he's just telling what the Lord said to him. If you learn to listen to your spirit and follow it, I'll make you a rich man. Well, he said people would come up to him and say, are you a millionaire? You know. Back in the day, are you a millionaire? He said, I don't know. He said, but I'll tell you one thing. I've got a full supply. And he said, rich means full supply. Rich means more than enough. We serve El Shaddai, the God that's more than enough. Amen. If you want to serve a poverty stricken God, you've got the wrong religion. Because ours is not. Amen. Look at this beautiful world he created. How can you look at even nature? How can you look at the national parks and things like that and the ocean front and all that and, and think you've got a poverty stricken God? You have again you have to be crazier than you look. Hallelujah. <laughs> I decided to get bold again in my old age. Who cares? TL Osborne said to me one time, he said, you know. He said, I'm, when he turned 80, he said, it's a good thing to be 80. He says, now when you say things, people will just say, oh, well, he's just old. Just don't pay any attention. So he said, I can get by with saying stuff now that I couldn't when I was 40. That's about the truth, isn't it? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, glory to God, uh, you can see here the importance of listening. So anyway, Brother Hagan. He said that, and he told the Lord, "All right, I'll do it. I'll I'll learn to listen to my spirit man, and I'll learn to follow what my spirit is saying." And he said, "The Lord's done it. He's blessed me. He's made me a rich man, and uh, and he was blessed. Amen. And he should have been. Well, the thing is, uh, I say, well, I thought he, I thought Kenneth Hagin was the the guy that told everybody to stand on the word no matter what. Well, he was. But he was also the man who told us to follow the Spirit. Amen. There's the leading of the Holy Spirit, and then there's your own human spirit, when aligned with the Holy Spirit, will give you the exact same directions. This exact same instructions. Amen. And, uh, I tell you, I have broken. How do I, how do I know so much of this? Well, because I've made mistakes, which I will share with you. <laughs> that, uh, I remember. I will tell you this boldly. There was I was pastoring a church in um, Orange Beach, Alabama, and uh, we had a nice little group there, you know, meeting a nice facility right on the beach. We were we called ourselves the Church on the Beach. And uh, so, the, one Sunday morning, there was this man that drove up and uh, got out of his car and came up the steps and down the aisle. And uh, he kind of smiled at me and waved. And the the Spirit of God sh- said to me, Now, whatever you do... Now, listen to this. See, I, how many know when you can hear the voice of God? You know, you can just hear it clearly. And you know, and then sometimes we'll violate it because we think, well, I don't know. That just doesn't seem right. That man walked in the church, and the Lord told me. He said, Now, you see that man? I said, Yes. He said... Don't give him any position or place of authority or a voice in this church. He'll tear it up. That's what the Lord told me. Well, uh, we got to know the guy. He was giving pretty nice offerings. And Anybody ever thought of something like that? You know, giving pretty nice offerings. And, and uh, you know, it was just seemed to be a blessing. I said, well, I must have missed it because this guy seems like he really loves the Lord. And about the time I trusted him and gave his family just a little bit of, you know, something to do, lo and behold, if he didn't try to not only destroy the church but destroy me in the process. Oh, yeah. 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 To the point that he was, I mean, I won't even re- repeat some of the things that happened, but I mean, because it, it's, not, it's not uplifting to anybody. Y'all still here? you are gone home. I asked that one time, a lady shouted out, gone home. She'd had enough. <laughs> gone home. So this guy, and, and, I, and I went to the Lord, and instead of saying, Lord, why did this happen? I went to the Lord with repentance. I said, Lord, I repent. You warned me. You told me. You told me not to. Well, now, Brother David, everybody that comes to the church should be given a job. Oh, no. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. If you believe that, you're crazy too. Amen. Because, you know, there can be wolves in sheep's clothing. And, you know, not everybody that comes in the door is sent by the Lord. Some of them are sent by the devil. I found out over in Lakeland at uh, Carpenter's Home Church. Uh, it's no longer in existence, but it, it, it was a great church. Uh, first Assembly of Lakeland, and Brother Strader was the pastor. They built a 10,000-seat auditorium. It's, it's leveled now. It's on the ground. Kind of sad. But anyway... Um, At one time it was one of America's premier churches and really something. And Brother Strader was an amazing orator. I mean, I thought, if I gotta preach like him, I ain't gonna make it because he was just something else. And it could just, his words were just beautiful. And the way he crafted the whole thing, I was just amazed. Brother Strader told me that he said, you know what? We had a whole now that's a big church, you know they're running about seventy five hundred at that time. He said, we had a whole witch's coven inside our church and didn't know it. I don't know what I'm on this for. It's just maybe help somebody. A whole witch's coven. can you imagine that like a a group of them, like a dozen of them, and he said we're all praying in the Spirit and everything, and they're chanting to the devil. And no, it, you know, people thought it sounded a little strange, but, you know, whatever. And found out, long story short, one of them came forward and said, yeah, we were sent here on assignment to tear up this church. And they were speaking a curse against Joyce Strader that she would drop dead And that one of the witches was going to, you know, move in. I mean, it was just craziness, like stuff you can't make up, you know. It was just so bizarre and so weird. Isn't that something? And somehow it came to light, again, you ask the Lord to, you know, if anything like that begins to happen, I want to know about it. I want to see it. I want to deal with it. Amen. But as soon as it was discovered they told them to leave the church. They said, now if you want to get saved and get deliverance here, we'll help you. Amen. Yeah. But you're not going to operate under, uh, you're not going to operate under demonic assignment inside our church. Yeah. Amen. Praise yeah. the Lord. Somebody said, oh, I can't believe you'd have to ask somebody to leave. Oh, well, you know, yeah. Yeah. read it and weep. And so anytime you got something like that, you know, some kind of a power thing or whatever, boy, you better take, better take a notice and follow the Lord on how to deal with it. Amen. There's not, there's not a right or wrong way to do it, but you know, you just follow the Lord. Amen. And he'll show you some things you can pray out. You don't have to deal with it. And some things you have to head it head on. Amen. Praise God. Y'all getting anything out of this at all? Well, they got. They got uh, rid of that element, and some of the things that had been held up for progress for their ministry surged forward after they cleaned that out. How many could see how that would be a, a, a difference? And I hope this doesn't make you uncomfortable telling you that story, but it's 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 really a good story. Now, in that same church, Brother Strader told me, and this I have to be careful, I can't share all of it, but he said at about midnight he got a phone call from some, he said, some prophets that he trusted. And he said there was some demons that were sitting right on top of the church building up by, they had this big cross up there on the roof, pinnacle of the temple, so to speak, and uh, said there were some demons that, were, that, that had collected up there, and they were being empowered by some other preachers who were jealous of you oh, wow. oh, yeah. Yeah. and had put these demons on assignment to try to destroy the church. Well, those demons, they said, we've been praying in the spirit here. Sorry to call you so late. No, it's midnight in Florida. But said those demons have been cut off at the knees. Well, then there was a series of events that happened uh, at that same time that uh, uh, some stuff was broken, amen, and off the church, amen, and the church surged forward after that. More new people came. Folks were saved. There were healings. So we're in warfare, whether you want to admit it or not, and uh so we have to. Follow the Spirit. I didn't mean to get into all that, but praise God. Uh, it's just stuff from my life. Look to 1 Kings 19. Again, if you'll listen to the Spirit, He'll show you things. You know, uh, verse 11. I want to tell you about listening to the Spirit of God. The best thing you can do if you need direction is learn how to shut out noise and clamor from your life. I, I think I mentioned this before. I had a young man that I was mentoring in ministry and he drove me from Fort Worth to Tulsa and about a four and a half hour drive, something like that. And, uh, so I'm in his car. Now his car, He's got the radio just blasting the latest and greatest Christian music, but you know, you about go deaf from that as soon as you would anything else if it's too loud. So, uh, I mean, I've been in services where I felt assaulted by the worship team. Like <laughs> you can feel, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so anybody ever been to that meeting where. <laughs> i knock you over, you know. <laughs> I would always say, I feel like I'm being assaulted <laughs> I'm attacked by the bass player, you know, or whatever. <laughs> Glory. Anyway, uh, what was I telling? I'm completely lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's got the radio blasting. And then, alright, I had been over to his house a couple times for some meals and he's got the TV on the entire time. You walk in the door, he's got the biggest TV you've ever seen, you know, just blasting some sports event, you know, and it's on all during the meal and all after and everything. And, and, uh, I said, brother, he said, he said, brother David, I'll just be honest with you. I don't ever hear from God and it <laughs> concerns me that I don't hear from God, you know, like hear from him, like direction. On the inside. And I said, you know what your problem is? He goes, oh, I knew you could help me. I said, you got too much noise going all the time. I said, think about it. He goes, well, we play, (laughs) we play Christian music to even go to sleep at night. I said, turn it off. Turn it off. Well, it's Christian music. Well, I don't care. Turn it off. It's noise at that point. Sometimes, you know, you're not, you just got it on. Well, we're creating an atmosphere. Yeah. Sometimes of confusion. Now turn it off. Turn off the TV. I said, I've never been to your house that you didn't have the TV on. Turn off the TV. Turn off the radio. Turn your phone off if you have to. When you're driving alone in the car, it's a good time to hear from God. Think about it, you're all shut up in this little cabin and, uh, you know, you got your air conditioner on and you're driving around and, uh, or your heater if you're from one of the rectangle states up north. And, uh, but we're, 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 you're, you're driving around <laughs> and, and, uh, here you have, you know, just a perfect opportunity. You're sitting in traffic, you're sitting in, you know, stuck on, 275 trying to get through downtown whatever but you're you're alone in your car and you can hear from God I'm telling you, yes, you Scarlet likes to get up before me and uh she goes and spends time with the Lord quiet you know and and if she misses that I you know she doesn't like it and um uh, Because she says, I can get direction for the day. I can get, the Lord will even tell you what your priorities are. The Lord will tell you what piece of business you need to finish before you start something else. Something like that. How to deal with relationships. How to deal with the church and how to deal with things in the ministry. What we're supposed to be doing what we're not supposed to be doing. Oh, it just used to gripe me. Nobody here really did it, but other places I'd pastor. Somebody would go off to one con- conference, too many, come back. This is what they're doing over here at, you know, ABC XYZ Christian Center. So with what we ought to be doing. You're not with it, Pastor. And I'd say, well, the Lord didn't tell us to do that. Well, everybody else is doing it. Well, if everybody else jumped off the bridge, would you join them? Most people would. Yippee. You know. Well, everybody else drank the Kool-Aid. You know. It's not a good thing. Are you listening? So sometimes we're looking. Thank God for the ministry of the prophet. You know, there's different ways that the Lord speaks to us. One, uh, Number one is the Word of God. The number two is that still small voice that each of us have, the the voice of the Lord. God can speak to you through a pastor's sermon. He can speak to you through the ministry of any of the five-fold offices. He can speak to you through another believer who's concerned about you and praying for you and says, you know, I just kind of feel this for you. Amen. As long as they have the fruit in their life and they're not a nut, Amen. It's okay to be, a, to be fruitful but not nutty in the body of Christ. Amen. Some people are allergic to nuts. All right. <laughs> First Kings 19. You found it yet? It oftentimes, though, you know we'll see somebody get a word from the Lord and something kind of spectacular, and that's what we'll want. Okay. When the Lord speaks to me, you know, through brother whoever... Sister, whoever, then I'll obey it. Well, l- look here at this. Uh, verse uh, 11. He said, go forth and stand upon the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by and a great, this is Elijah, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains. That's a, that's a strong wind. That's, that sounds kind of wild. And break in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. Now you'd think that was... be Well, that's God speaking. Isn't it something? Every time we have a storm, somebody blames the Lord for it. Yeah. We don't know why the Lord does these things. I won't even go there. I can't deal with that this morning. But the Lord was not in the wind... And after the wind and earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. So quit blaming him for it. Because he ain't in it. It ain't his earthquake. Well, I think the earthquake. No, i got scripture that says he was not in the earthquake. (laughs) And he's not in the tornado or the hurricane either. Except for in the case of Hurricane Michael. Because of that, the sign blew down and I regrouped re- with Scarlet here. <laughs> I only, when I, after that I said oh I'm going to give a shout out to all my Calvinist friends. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> God sent Michael to bring me Scarlet. Alright. <laughs> and then they don't see the humor. I don't think that's funny Brother David. I know, bless your heart. <laughs> and after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice. There's the Lord speaking. He's not going to burn your house down, blow up your car or whatever else to get your attention. Well, I guess the Lord did that to get my attention. No, he's not in all those things. He's in the still small voice. And it was so when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out. Boy, there's a message there, but I don't have time to preach it. Wrap your face in your mantle. Praise God. And went out and stood in the entrance of the cave and Behold, there came a voice unto him and said, what does, uh, why, why are you here Elijah? And then there's the, the, the message. But the point that I wanted you to see was that sometimes we're looking for God to speak to us in some spectacular, you know, just overwhelming way, and he's talking the whole time. I think this is just what I think. I think that in most cases, it's just true for me anyway, that by the time I'm seeking the Lord's direction on something, I already know the answer. Wow. True. And I don't like it. Always. Sometimes I don't like it. What because I because I say I'm talking about me, not you, you're all fine. Remember that doctor that wrote some psychology book, I'm okay, you're okay. (laughs) You want to hear a prophet's joke? So what does one prophet say to the other when they greet each other? You're okay, how am I? You know, anyway, sorry. (laughs) You're all okay. How am I? Um... I will tell you that oftentimes we, we say, oh boy, this is going to be sticky. We say how much we trust God, and then God gives us direction and tells us what to do, and we go, I don't know if that's the Lord. I need to pray about it. Well, who are you going to appeal to? The creator of the universe has given you direction and you're telling him, let me go pray about it. I'm sure he's uber interested in who you're praying to. You're in the highest court in the land, the throne room of God. Come, you know, let's go boldly into the throne of grace that we may find grace to help in time of need. And we go and the Lord tells us exactly what to do and we go, Y- 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 praying on it yeah, yeah. Oh, now we not only need to pray for spiritual things we need to believe god for our brain <laughs> because obviously ours has fallen out <laughs> i have lost my mind and i don't know where i put it <laughs> uh, it's good that we can laugh about it because we can all see ourselves in that a little bit, right? Just, just me a little weensy I can bit. Yeah. Lord, what should I do about this business? What should I do about this thing? What should I do about this relationship? And the Lord says, here's what to do. And you go, I don't know if I like that answer. Why? Well, because I really don't trust you. Because... We have learned to trust ourselves more than God. you talking about getting idols out of your life. Ourselves are the biggest idol we have. Our education, our experience, our culture, our whatever we have going. It looks like it's going anyway. You know, we think that that's the thing to depend on. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, we depend on that to get through the day and not walk out in front of a bus and all those things. Logic and common sense and those those things. Amen. Thank God for that. Amen. Thank God you have a, a brain. You um, you have an actual mind. You know it's not wrong to talk about the mind in the church. Oh, we just want spiritual things. Well, start with use your brain, please. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But at the same time, when it comes to hearing from God and getting direction, we need to be willing to set aside what our best thought is and say, Lord, this is my best thought. What's your best thought? His ways are always higher. His way is always better. We try to put it out on paper with a pencil and figure it all out and, you know, and, and it gets so complicated that NASA couldn't figure it out, and we're and and here we are, you know, working through. And and the Lord says, "I got a simple answer. Tell you what to do." Amen. Yes. We were looking for something. We were trading in phones, and they were going to give us some money, you know, for our old phones. And I was missing one of them, <laughs> and we searched everywhere. And I and I just just frustrated. Oh, I I can't believe I can't find this, you know. And uh the Lord said, "I can tell you where it is if you just want to know." <laughs> that was the Lord. I tell you where it is. How many believe He knows where it is? <laughs> he said, "It's on top." Of he told me exactly where it was, and I put my hand there, and there it was. And I said, "Scarlet." I fa- then I take credit. I found the phone. <laughs> and she says, you're a great husband. This is what I wanted to hear. I was working it. <laughs> and I said, actually, I can't take credit. <laughs> The Lord showed me where it is. (laughs) I did not know where it was, but the Lord knew. Amen. So if the Lord is interested enough to help you find your phone to trade in, bless your darling heart, do you think He might be interested in bigger issues? He will tell you, if you need a doctor, He'll tell you which one to go to. He'll tell you which treatment to take. He'll tell you what medicine to take, what not to do. He'll give you guidance. He'll give you direction. He'll tell you what to invest in and what not to. And if you make a bad one, he'll show you how to get your money back. Do you think he cares about any of that? Or are we just here bumping along? I'm telling you, nobody loves us like God. Nobody loves us like Jesus. Nobody is interested. He's more interested in us than we are ourselves. He'll do more for us than we'll do for ourselves. i got to quit preaching. This is going on and on. Thanks. I tell you, the Lord is not always in the big deal. Most of the time, he's in the little deal. Most of the time, he's in the simple direction. Oh, but it must be God. It's got to be this edict. Dun, 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 dun. Hear ye, hear ye, the voice of the Lord. No, I, that's Hollywood. That's not real. Did anybody ever tell you that that's not real what they do out there? They make it up as they go. It's all digitalized now. You don't know if you're watching an army or, or a computer program. You know. I guess it's cheaper than hiring extras. I don't know. But I'm telling you, uh, it's it, that's Hollywood. The voice of the Lord speaketh to me. Yay, this is God. And I am saying, you know, uh, that would be the imperial margarine commercial. Remember that? But that's not the way God speaks. God will show you sometimes just one step. You say, well, okay, that's a good one. Now, But how do I get from there to the next thing? He'll say, I'll go, you're on a need-to-know basis. I'll let you know. Why? Because if he showed us everything, we would really freak out. Like Scarlet here, for example. She got a word from the Lord about a connection to Tallahassee. And uh, can I tell, can I tell this? She got a word from the Lord about there's a line between Panama City and Tallahassee. Well, Hurricane Michael had just, she's thinking it's maybe FEMA money or something. There's going to be a favor from the capital or, you know, something. Well, it was me that was in Tallahassee. So. This guy gave her this word from the Lord, you know, about to Tallahassee. Well, so we just start talking, and I start working my charms. Mmm, Jesus. And uh, I invite her to dinner, and it just so happens with our schedule that the best place for dinner to meet was Tallahassee. So we go and meet Tallahassee and we fall in love and, you know, and we didn't want to rush anything. So six weeks later, we were married (laughs) at Brother Copeland's minister's conference (laughs) in between sessions. We got married. It was so funny. And so later she ran into this same guy that gave her the word. He says, I didn't give you the whole word. And she says, well, what was the whole word? He said, well, when you get to Tallahassee, you're going to meet the man that you're going to marry. And she says, I'm so grateful that you didn't give me that word, or I would have for sure not gone to Tallahassee. <laughs> See, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes it's better if we don't know. <laughs> that's my illustration. It's great, isn't it? Glory to God. Well, I preached enough. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the word. Thank you, Lord, for guidance. Thank you for direction. Thank you, Lord, that we can hear your voice. And we are your sheep. And another we will not follow. We won't follow a false shepherd. In Jesus' name. Lord, we give you glory, honor, and praise. If you're watching on uh, the internet or you're here, if you have a healing need, put your hand where you're suffering. Jesus will touch you. In the name of Jesus, I command sickness and disease to fall off of these people. In Jesus' name, I command healing to come. I command blind eyes to open, deaf ears to unstop, lame legs to walk. Cancers and tumors, demonic influence to go in Jesus' name. Every cell clean, every bodily function functioning in the name of Jesus. Every system healed and whole and on go in the name of Jesus. Be healed and be whole from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. In Jesus' name. Lord, those that are suffering financially in some way, I thank you that you show yourself strong to them this week with financial and material blessings in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. God bless you.